You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, welcome to episode 24 of the Leading Off Podcast. As always, I am Matthew Braun, and I'm talking to someone else over here. Who is it? We still have the grandest intro of all time. I love it. Uh, yes, Cooper Carlson yes. over here. That is who you are talking to today. <laughs> yeah, I I think we've talked about changing the intro, like, <laughs> God, how many months ago, and we still yeah. haven't? It was like episode four. I was like, this is kind of weird, but hey, it's what we do now, so whatever. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, once it becomes a thing, it's really hard to not have it be a thing. Like, you know? I love it. It's just the question, the same answer every every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I, I try to, like, somehow splice it. I've spliced right. it up a few times where I'm like, and I think I'm talking to someone over here. It's, like, it's always, like, the nerdiest thing ever to say. Right. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's I love weird. it. It's, it's just, It's getting better. So. Yeah. Uh, or worse, either one. But well, anyway. I mean, it is what it is at this point. You're not going right. to change it. It's not so, much you uh, can do. Well, if you noticed, the one one big news we have is that this should be the best-sounding episode we've done so far. Uh, I have this new fancy uh, spherical mic. Uh, they call it a snowball. It's a very accurate name, if you ask me. And uh, big old fancy. And you have your headset, and this should sound good. Thank God. Yeah, we've actually made more moves this week than the Minnesota Twins. So, <laughs> so that's the first topic to bring up. It's the, pretty good. The $55 yeah. I spent on this microphone is more than the Twins have spent. Not, not entirely long, though. It's pretty good. Oh, man, well, but yeah, it's well, news because we finally sound good after, what has it been, since like May? I don't know, we're uh, just bad phone audio, but here we are. Whenever we started this, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we should start chronologically. Let's start with what happened because mm-hmm. the most tragic thing occurred. <laughs> Naturally, what happens? Uh, we we recorded last week a fantastic episode with Andrew, uh, first time we ever had a guest, and then not ten minutes after we stopped recording, and I was uh, throwing this in audacity. Uh, breaking news: Hunjin Ryu has signed with the Blue Jays. <laughs> so basically, almost all of our conversation was just pointless at that point. Uh, which I mean, that's fun, isn't that? That's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, when you record a good hour and a half of content, kind of, you know, half of it probably spent on Hyunjin Ryu, and you'll learn that. It was great, because I think if you go listen to the back end of last week's, you'll hear us say something like, I bet in a half hour Ryu will be gone, none of this will matter, and there it goes, just naturally. I think it's happened to us a few times now. Hey, maybe Donaldson yeah. drops tonight. Oh, God. Well, we're we're just <laughs> the, the harvesters and bringers of death, I guess. Whenever. Bringer uh, of although- pain. Wow. Hey, there you go. Good connection. There. <laughs> I will. I will like to say though that uh, while we're recording, and I, I realized this when I was listening back, Andrew perfectly called. Yeah. The deal. He said, uh, "I'm not going to give oh, what was it four years, eighty million to Hunjin Ryu." That was mm-hmm. precisely what he got. I was like, "Wow, great job, dude." 
Yeah, it was pretty because we were both thinking. I was thinking four hundred probably, and we were both out on that. But we were, I think, we were in on four eighty. But what can you do now? He's gone, so <laughs> not much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was surprised. I thought he was only going to get a three out. So I was kind of surprised. Eighteen game in that fourth year, but yeah, you know that's uh, it's kind of a moot point at this point. It's, <laughs> you shouldn't really like analyze that. He didn't sign with us, so there's no point <laughs> yeah, in doing good that. Good for Toronto, I guess. Yeah. They're they're gonna be somewhat interesting. It's they don't uh, stand a chance in that division. It's I mean, no, they don't. <laughs> they certainly don't. Let me let me say that. As far as right. twenty twenty goes, I don't. They're not gonna stand a chance. Okay, that's but fine. they're doing something that I think a lot of teams might start to do, where they try to like jump ahead of their rebuild almost. Um, where the White Sox, to a sense, might be doing that as well. The White that's an interesting cop. I think the White Sox are slightly different, but they're somewhat in the sure. same boat. Where they're kind of like, yeah, we could suck for a while, which is something, you know, like Baltimore is going to do. But they're also yeah. like, hey, you know, that doesn't mean we have to be horrible. You know, there's still <laughs> these players out there you can go sign that will still be impact players by the time, you know, your guys reach your peak and suddenly you're supposed to, uh, uh, you know, play against the big boys and suddenly now you're making the playoffs. And it'll be with the help of maybe the Hunjin Ryus of the world. So you don't have to be like in this horrible rut. For like four years, like you can do some moves, which which I think is interesting. I hope it works out. Yeah, and the thing with doing that is you kind of have to, I guess, to a certain extent, nail the timing with it. Like they've got it in the timeline where they'll have hopefully a three-year window to do their thing with Guerrero and Biggio and all the other young guys they've got coming up, hopefully hitting their peak right as Ryu is in the best part of his deal. If that makes sense, then you get you know three good years, and in that division, that's all you can really hope for. I think so. It's it's a good strategy when you're a team like that. So, it, for them. Well, and and it kind of boils down to the most uh, the most essence uh, the most simple concept: sign good players. Right. Which, uh, believe it or not, something not a lot of teams are doing. It's kind of rare. Interesting. Yeah, that was this off season. It's been definitely different. The only good one I get or great one left on free agency is really Josh Donaldson when. As we've mentioned a million times last year, every single player it seemed like was still out there until the oh, yeah. draft for a few. But, yeah, it's much better now, and teams have decided that signing players works. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah, About this time last year, we had still two months before Machado and Harper signed. Right. And, you know, it's we had, like, a billion dollars handed out at the winter meetings alone. So you're like, you know. And a billion Heyman tweets. A billion Heyman tweets, <laughs> a billion to Scott Boris, you know, just <laughs> – uh, they're all connected. Right. Uh, I think uh, on someone on that note, we can we can pivot to speaking mm-hmm. directly about Josh Donaldson, who now becomes basically the the sole site for the Twins, because uh, like you said, I mean, who even is the best free agent after him right now? Is it Castellanos? I don't. Uh, yeah, I think it would be actually. It'd be Donaldson. Yeah, I think you're right because Keuchel's gone and. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Marcelo Zuna, but that's about it. All right. I could see the argument there. But, I mean, that's still a pretty major drop-off after Donaldson is, I guess, the point I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, the big three then, which I don't know, big three, but Donaldson, <laughs> Castellanos, Ozuna, and none of them starting pitching, but we'll get into yeah. that later. But as yeah, I said, good. yeah, it really is Donaldson or Buss for the Twins in free agency. So yeah, I say go all in, but to a certain extent, it might not be all up to them if with Atlanta still in the mix. So uh, I think the interesting thing about Donaldson is so far the reports have come out that he wants to go back to Atlanta, but Atlanta has not really been willing to give him that fourth year, 
whereas it sounds like both the Nationals and the Twins have offered him that. So it kind of hinges on is he willing to, you know, either take three years to Atlanta or take the more guaranteed route as far as either Washington or the Twins go. And, well, I'm not Josh Donaldson, so I couldn't tell you, but it sounds like that's kind of what we're at right now. Yeah, it's kind of who's going to bite first between him and Atlanta, which is kind of annoying because now we're, as Twins fans, playing the waiting game, and the longer it go, goes could result in the Twins, I don't know, I guess it's not really another free agent they could miss out on, but, well, for fans it sucks because we're all waiting. But, anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so it feels like if he doesn't get that fourth year, I don't I don't think he's going back to Atlanta just because that extra fourth year of security will it's really important for him. So it's, you know, if he doesn't, which I don't know, but then Washington, Minnesota, and then I don't know what he would prefer. In Washington, you're stepping into some pretty big shoes. You're stepping in for Anthony Rendon, who just played a huge role for a World Series team. So that's – I don't know if you want to do that. I'm just trying to make a case for the Twins here, of course. But. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all slanted, of course, we want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll come – okay, I mean, I've said this a million times. It'll come down to the money. And do the yeah. Twins want to pay up for a 34-year-old who will be 38 at the end of his deal making – 25 mil per year, 20 to 25. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, honestly, I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, if not him, then who? Right. Because like, I, mean, I would, I certainly would do it. I just would the Twins do it, of course. Yeah, which uh, that has been the eternal question. Is <laughs> right. Uh, all these deals coming out. Would you have done that? Yes, but would the <laughs> Twins have? And you know, that's this is the the pain we're in here. But uh, it really does feel like, and I, I wrote this down. It's like as far as the the, you know, the success, quote-unquote, of this offseason, it really does hinge on Donaldson. Because if they, if they strike out on him and if they don't get him, I don't see a real feasible way that they can come out of this offseason looking good because I don't think they're going to make, like, that big blockbuster trade. And even if they do, I don't think it'll be enough to, you know, make up for the, the, the options they've already missed out on. So I, I, I don't know. A lot hinges on this, I think. Definitely, and I think they will make one, what most would define as big trade. You know, they'll get that starter, Robbie Ray, or someone like him. And, of course, if you don't sign Donaldson, though, and all you end up with is a number two starting pitcher in the offseason, I don't know. Like, you came in thinking, okay, we need a first base and third baseman to be as good or better than Crone, and then probably two starting pitchers who can go in. And as it goes along, our uh, expectations have kind of, gone down a bit like all right just do something here <laughs> yes just do you got anything now, right like if you would have told me at the beginning of the offseason the twins will be in the running for josh donaldson i wouldn't have like i didn't even consider that i don't know if many did because i was thinking you know zach wheeler hyunjin ryu and that's who the twins will be all in on but uh nope but now we're talking about josh donaldson who's their real last hope in free agency to land a top 10 player because they're not going to get Ozuna or Castellanos, I don't think. Yeah, it's rough. Really, and nor they right. should because they don't fit. But mm-hmm. uh, I, And I've also now emotionally accepted the fact that they're going to sign Homer Bailey. And, it's, <laughs> you know, it is what it is at this point, I guess. Some of these things you just got to accept before they happen. Imagine, you know, okay, Homer Bailey and Greg Bird. What are you, are you done? Are we ending <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> Greg Bird. This is the, the hating on Greg Bird podcast. Uh <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. Well, 
I mean, not that I'm going to say about Homer Bailey, but I'm. If you want to talk about guys like him, I think I'd be interested in signing one of them, just mm-hmm. to be like your number five, kind of rotating and out. Because I, I, I do have some reserve. I like, uh, you know, the like Randy Dobnak and Lewis Thorpe, but I have some reserves on just throwing them out there right away. Be like, well, yeah, season. I don't want two of them. In yeah, right. Not two okay. of them. Cause, yeah, well, 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 ones are you gonna have to make up uh, mm-hmm. forty games of Pineda. And, well, the, the way it is right now, they're going to have three of them to start, which is a bit much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. but just to have kind of more back-end depth, you know, if you want to sign Homer Bailey, it is what it is. Again, you still have to fulfill my one one precedent I've set. you got to get a guy better than Jake Odorizzi. Uh, but it, I, I wouldn't hate it. it. The timing of it would be awfully terrible, considering everything, where it's just like, the world is burning, but, hey, we've made this one good move. And it's like, yeah, in, like... A vacuum, it's a good move, but jeez, you know, read the right, room. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 tough, obviously now because my expectations have been lowered for them. You know that they haven't made that move, which is it's not good. It shouldn't have happened, but yeah. I don't know. I don't see many guys that they'd be willing to actually go get that are better than or equal to Jake Odorizzi at this point. Like. I don't. Who do you even define? Does Matt Matt Boyd get that done for you? Uh, maybe. And I am higher on Boyd than right. Basically. You're higher than most. Basically, everyone. the rest of humanity. Even Matt Boyd. I don't know. <laughs> I did, look, I just look at him. I look at his stuff. I look at his strikeouts, and I'm like, how is this guy not a top ten pitcher in baseball? Like, I don't. I don't know what Detroit's yeah. doing over there. But I Here, I'll throw some names at you, and you tell me if they get the Jacob Rizier better done for you specifically. All right, let's do a game show. Why not? All right, ready? Yeah, why not? All right, so Boyd, yes or no? Uh, yes. All right, David Price. Mm, I'll say yes next year, but probably no going forward. But okay, short answer: yes. (laughs) All right, Robbie Ray. No. All right, and it really goes downhill from here for you, Chris Archer. (laughs) I know you're low on him. Oh dear God, no. Don't even, honestly, I want Homer Bailey over Chris Archer. I'm not even joking right now. All right. Yeah, that's really – there's really not many left starting pitcher-wise. That's, you know, for actual trade candidates. I guess – I don't know if John Gray, they've kind of said he's not available, but I'm assuming that he gets it done for you. Yeah, he would. His upside, certainly. Oh, and then this guy for sure, uh, Jay Happ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Happ. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone, really. That's about it for starters that have been mentioned in rumors. Like, well, actually, you know, I guess we never really know for sure. Yeah, and that's that's like pretty much exactly what I was going to say. But now the tough part is regarding trading guys is, well, all these guys are in various levels of availability, and it's a lot easier to sign a guy than it is to try and negotiate a trade with the team. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to give up, and you give up different types of resources regarding that. So... Uh, it's it's going to be tough. All of those guys uh, are more in the probably available camp. But, uh, again, even just going over that, what would I name two, maybe three guys that actually are better than New right. Jersey who make that impact? And that's that's kind of it compared to who was available in free agency where it's more like four or five. So it's yeah, uh, on a pure numbers basis, when you think about it, you're already at a disadvantage when you're in the situation where you have to trade for someone instead of that as like a bonus option. Yeah, and obviously trading, the cost is – the Twins have what it takes to get basically anyone they really want. Like they have the prospects, of course, but this front office has not shown 
whatsoever that they're you know willing to mortgage the 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 length of the window i guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. to like to get a david price who's yeah. going to help your team for one to two years but could really hurt it the next two and you know the prospects your trevor larnick could really be going off for six to ten years after that and that you know when you look back at that it hurts and front office has not taken I can't really think of a risk they've taken like that at all like main trade they've made is what Jake Odorizzi or that which was, of course worked perfectly but they didn't give up a big <laughs> prospect so ironic when that happens right uh, <laughs> you know it's funny as you were saying that I was just thinking like who honestly is the best prospect they've dealt is it I my first thought was maybe is it Lewin Diaz for yeah. Romo, maybe. Um, I mean, they gave up uh, Jermaine Palacios for Odorizzi. Right. He was an okay. Pro- yeah, I know you knew that off the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> he was a decent prospect at the time. He's fallen off a lot, but even then, he was like their fifth best shortstop prospect, maybe. But it's like uh, you know, Dyson trade didn't give up a whole lot. Yeah, uh, it was like for that Jalen Davis was the highlight, and it was just because he was like on an insane tear in the minors, yeah. but he wasn't a high-ranked prospect. Yeah. He wasn't even, like, a top-ten outfield prospect in the twin system. Right. Uh, I, and I guess, honestly, it might be Luis Gill for Jake Cave, straight up. Yeah. That, which, is, which is bad on its own, because it's, like, the worst. Jake Cave, man. <laughs> you know, We're not accepting Jake Cave's slander on this podcast. <laughs> we are fully pro-Jake Cave. I'm fully pro-Luis Gill on this podcast. I like that guy. All right, all right. No. That's that's an argument for a different time. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Be I'd, I'd be interested to look this up post uh, recording to actually right uh, to see what that is. And, we, yeah, I was just gonna say the thing with me is they've got what a top six prosper farm system really everywhere you look, and yeah. the need is obvious this off season. So if they don't make that trade, then they're gonna get a lot of hate that if. They haven't already, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <yeah. laughs> I mean, it'll be deserved. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the times in the past, a lot of it's kind of been undeserved. I've been in that camp where it's just like, no, just let them, let them play, mm-hmm. and we'll judge when, it be, when you know, they make those moves and uh, when it's crucial to make those moves. And now if they haven't been doing that, and uh, if they end up not doing it, then go right ahead, tear into them. They'll deserve it, you know? Yeah, I laid off slandering or going at them at the trade deadline. I've held off till, what, December 29th? Or I don't know what the date is. Yep, 29th. All right, good call. I've, yeah, <laughs> I've held off till now. But if they go into spring training and this is the team or they've added a Homer Bailey type and that's really it, which I don't think is likely, obviously, but mm-hmm. it could happen with what, I don't know, we haven't seen anything proving, us, proving myself otherwise, I, I guess. Then and, I would jump into the other boat, and which I don't want to do because that's I don't like being that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I like to think we we are more of the uh, the on the passive side regarding mm-hmm. that, more more patient regarding this kind of stuff. Uh, but it really does come back to the, to the fact that we don't have anything to point to regarding the fact that we can like 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 take for example like Yankees fans got really mad last year when they didn't do much. But they still had the history of being the Yankees. You had a history of like spending money, and then this money this this year they spent Garrett Cole, and it's like, well, of course they were. They were the <laughs> For the Twins, uh, in this front office, you know, they haven't made those moves in this kind of a similar fashion. But we have nothing to point towards regarding like, oh, but they they have done it before. Where it's like, they really haven't. They what they shelled out money for Jason Castro, 
<laughs> like, is is that what we're gonna point to regarding our big move? Like, uh, and the moves and it's worked out for the most part, but it, as as a whole, I'm really struggling to find something to like give me any hope. Yeah, and it's not like the moves they made are bad. Like they've been able to get the most out of the players that they've traded for or signed, like the Jacob Rizzi, the Jason Castro. It's just that none of them are the guys that will win you a, a ALDS game, you know, like the, yeah. the star that gets, like they get um, the mediocre guys and they bring them to like above average, I guess, but they just don't have the guy that will push you over the edge. Yeah. And it, I mean, developing that obviously does, you know, that's a good way to go about it. They got Kepler, they got Buxton, if he stays healthy, Barrios, but eventually you got to go get players from outside <laughs> the system and <laughs> you think yeah. so at least, right? You gotta. They what? It's weird because they've done the hard part. They've done the hard part, right? right. <laughs> develop your players, which is something so many teams struggle with. And we see, you know, year in and year out, teams just are unable to do this. But then when it comes to the easy part, they're bungling that. And then just mm-hmm. like, what? How how are you messing up the part where you like throw money at people with reckless abandon and <laughs> make trades because you can? And it. I think about when we talk about uh, quote unquote, you want to say small market teams have to be more patient, have to be smarter about the moves. Which, sure, whatever, you can get in that argument about small market and whatnot. That's that's not for this time. But if you want to argue that they have to be more accurate and have to be smarter with their moves, I'd I'd ask the question: Why? What's the risk in giving up? Uh, I don't know Trevor Larnick when you have a million outfielders. You have fallback. You have buffer. Mm-hmm. You have this ability to eat that kind of move and move on. And it might suck, it might hurt, it might burn you, but it's not going to kill you. Which is kind of why I'm just like, what? Why? Why are we hesitating? Where's the hesitation? Are we going to cry because we lost our number five ranked outfielder? Like, well, we might. I mean, we might, and so <laughs> be it. Right. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. And the, another thing I would add on to that is, you know, they've proven they're one of the elite teams at developing players, so. Then why are you afraid at trading of trading away prospects? If you can just, you're so good at developing, just develop the next group. They might not be as good as Trevor Larnick, but I don't know. You've got Matt Boyd on your team now, so yeah. it's an upgrade. And then you can develop these next guys, the next wave of prospects. Because I don't know, I think it just gives you more of a luxury to trade them when you're well, able to develop. You know? Well, yeah, and it's exactly what I think the Astros are a perfect example for this mm-hmm. because. We've, we've been hearing for years about how awesome their development system is, and especially as far as pitching goes. But, I mean, if you sit and think about it, right now, who is their best developed pitcher? Is it Lance McCullers? <laughs> Dallas oh, Keiko's long gone. And I'm not oh. going to drop that question on you. But, like, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> hypothetically think about it. Because what, what they understand is that you, well, you can have your excellent development system, but because you have that excellent development system like you are talking about, that means that you can replenish more. You can, uh, you know, when you deal your guys away, your farm system's still going to be good. They still have a strong farm system, despite trading for Zach Greinke, despite trading for Garrett Cole, despite trading for Roberto Osuna, Ryan Presley, you know, trading for all these big-name guys. Wow, they yeah. still got, you know, I, you know, I, you keep going down the list. My God, I kept thinking of them. It's kind of hmm. ridiculous, actually. But they still <laughs> got in their back pocket. They still got Kyle Tucker. They still got um, Forrest Whitley. They still had Jordan Alvarez, who came up and raked this year. So it's like... You have this ability to eat these kind of moves because you've already put the the pieces in place. Now actually take advantage of that and do something about it. Yeah, they've nailed the concept of, like, 
developing the hitters. And, yeah, you look at the top three. Like, they had the one of the better top threes of the playoff rotation we'd seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Cole traded from the Pirates. Uh, Verlander acquired from Detroit. From De- yeah, he didn't go anywhere else. Detroit. Detroit. And then uh, Grinky acquired from Arizona. You know, they trade for all three. And it hasn't yet hurt them. You know, then they develop. The thing is, they develop the hitters and, you know, trade for the pitchers. They've developed Correa. They've developed Altuve. They've just. Bregman. All these yeah. guys. Bregman. Who, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> George yeah, Springer? Al- what the hell? <laughs> and even Alvarez. They brought this guy up. He was the best DH for half the season. Nelson Cruz is still in the league. And. It was, it was just, they're in, you know, they've nailed it. And the Twins, of course, they've, you know, people are going to point to their cheating, but. <laughs> <laughs> well. Maybe the Twins should take, no, don't don't model after that. But I, I was not expecting that orga- Right. <laughs> but that's, you know, they're a smart organization. I don't know how much advantage that actually gave them. But, yeah, they have, as I've said, they just nailed it. And teams should be looking at what they did, for sure. They should, they should be. They should be. Understanding that taking it that there's upside to taking a risk more than downside, which is, I mean, I wrote an entire article about that, but that's that's a topic I keep coming back to, and it's a topic that I think a lot of front offices don't understand, and or maybe they understand, but they don't appreciate as much <coughs> as they should. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, something could go wrong, but something could go right, and I that's that's kind of that intersection, and it's like you either you either go left or you go right, and it's like, well. I really hope we go whatever route is the risk because I want to see some risk. <laughs> right, and this, yeah, the front office has avoided pretty much all risk. It seems like they're working on securing a window for the rest of eternity, but this window is getting to the ALDS and just hoping for the best of luck to go your way. Which, I mean, in the baseball playoffs, sure that can work once in a while, but yeah. also when you got. I, I hate it, but I was, you know, the Randy Dobnak starting game two thing, but yeah. that was the whole situation himself with Pineda going down and all, but even with Pineda starting what I wanted game one, you're not doing much with when that's the case, when he was your best pitcher going into the playoffs, and when he went down, it kind of killed your team. Like, if Michael Pineda is the one that <laughs> ruins your playoff chances, I'm not, there a lunch pain? yeah, right, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man, it's it's rough. It, it's rough. I just, and I know I've said it a million times already, so I'm just gonna, I'm just kind of like, stop doing that for the sake of it. But it, it just, I, I'd like to see this, this target go forward more than just win the division. Let's not strive right. just for doing that. Let's strive to be. Uh, I, I told you this before. This wasn't we weren't recording, but strive to be the best team you can possibly be within your given parameters. And, uh, you know, they still have some time to do that. They still, you know, there's still some off season. Uh, right now, the way they're headed, it doesn't feel like they're going to reach that, and it'd be a damn shame if that happened, because it's it's a perfect opportunity to do it. It was the opportunity they've been talking about forever mm-hmm. that they'll finally take advantage of it, and it seems like they're not going to do it when they really should be. Right, and then we've, I mean, I've already heard takes of, well, they'll do it at the trade deadline. Like, <laughs> how long are we going to push this oh, back? Like, oh, just. Geez. We've been hearing about this for years, as you said, so it's about time, and I don't know, it's, it's rough, because Donaldson could be dropped any day now, and if that doesn't go our way, then things, it's not like, like we, they've got the team right now to go win the division. I believe they will, mm-hmm. but, you know, and it, 
They could easily, but then they'll face the Yankees in the ALDS with Garrett Cole pitching game one. <laughs> Luis Severino pitching game two. And James Paxton. And James, uh, uh, Josh Hader pitching game three. Josh <laughs> Well. <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah, Paxton three, obviously. and then they've, Which, when you compare it to uh, Barrios, Odorizzi, Michael Pineda, it's... It's not quite as good. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm going to say. You ever hear the story of David and Goliath? <laughs> right. And I'm not saying the Twins have to match the Yankees, obviously, but just you know, showing signs that you're trying to just be close to them because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not currently, I guess. Got it's, it's, it, yeah. Especially when we saw the reaction from the fans that they loved it. They had the second highest influx of average uh um, right, fan attendance, attendance right? Yeah, so the highest were the Phillies, which made sense because they dropped so much money in the offseason, despite the fact they're mediocre. Second highest was the Twins because they were finally great for the first time in forever. And so now that there's fan support, now we know the money's there, and now that you know we've seen the results, are, is it not going to be reciprocated? Because it feels like it really should be. And if it's not, then what the hell are we doing here? What's kind of the point? Hey, you'd think the cheap poll ads would want to spend money because when you spend money, People go to the games, and when people go to the yeah. games, you make more money. So, obvi- I mean, obviously they're the ones not—they're not the ones doing it at this point. But I had to make a joke. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's funny how that works. I mean, when you show that you're willing to win, team play- people are willing to show up. What a concept! <laughs> yeah, wow. baseball was fun again in Minnesota. Something we hadn't seen in a decade. Mm-hmm. I was going through the uh, WAR leaderboards over this past decade, and. It's really sad. Like it looks like the <laughs> Astros' 2019 roster. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Dozier and Phil Hughes lead the pack at 6.3 in a single season. Ugh. Joe Mauer, Brian Dozier, Joe Mauer, Brian Dozier, Joe Mauer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> no, it was rough. I don't know. No, that's that's kind of where I'm hoping. I I wasn't expecting this to turn into like 20 minutes of us just being <laughs> sad and annoyed, but I guess this. I mean, that's what we let it. I mean, it's funny, like reading uh, the notes and how we edit them, and like the tone of them have been getting more. It's been getting more <laughs> aggressive as the weeks go by. Before it's like, like the first first week of the off season was like checklist. It's like, okay, what are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? It's like all this optimism, and then now I literally have written down trade is necessary at this point. Donaldson or bust. We can review not much at all. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, we used to have like thirty things on there, just like a long checklist, because we'd cover each for three minutes. Now we're just ranting about Josh Donaldson and trading for twenty minutes. We've yeah. made it. We've, I think that's how you podcast. I think we've made yeah. it. Like, I mean, there are no rules for this. We're kind of just doing it. So. Right. Well, uh, doing it I now will, with good audio, with high quality audio. <laughs> so I think I will. I will end this with uh, an ultimatum. Matt's famous ultimatum. Uh, I, I do believe I don't I don't know if you agree with this or not. If they missed out on Josh Donaldson, I don't see any way this offseason could go uh, for it to be considered a success. I just don't think it's possible. Huh. Um. So they don't land Donaldson. If they don't land Donaldson, I okay. don't think there's enough opportunities out there to make up for the opportunities already lost. Okay, I get that. I'm Basically thinking, what I'm getting. thinking about it. So then, I guess, the remaining first free agents at first base really comes down to Moreland and Thames, which are nowhere close. It's just C.J. Crone, but left-handed. Yeah. Uh, We're saying Todd Frazier and move Sonoda first. Oh, which I, no. I threw up in my mouth just saying that. 
<laughs> Starting pitching free agents are all but gone. They've it's the third tier now. The Homer Bailey's and the other the Alex Wood. I I'd like Alex Wood. That'd be cool. Alex Wood, Tywin Walker again. By low guys, I wouldn't mind one of them. But right, if you're relying exactly. on two or three for your rotation, then what? Uh. Right. I mean, they'll get one. Obviously, I think that's a you know that they do that all the time. But <laughs> if they don't land Donaldson, then yeah, I I. Hmm. I don't want be a, to agree. It'll be a Twitter question. Right. I don't – I want to disagree, but I oh, – there's no way it can be as – yeah, because if you don't mind Donaldson, then you trade for – man. Yeah, I mean, this was my thought process. I'm like – because everything so far, it seems like the conversation has been, so if they get Donaldson, then you can pivot and, like, you know, trade for another starter and whatnot. It's like you can make up for lost ground there, and that's fine. But if you don't, what realistic – Move is out there, unless you randomly yeah. like get Noah Syndergaard. Right, I was gonna say I was trying to think of like it wouldn't be a failure if you go get a guy like Thor or someone like him, but that's not it's simply not yeah. happening. So I guess you're right, realistically. All right, cool. Huh. Dang. Well, I, think, right? <laughs> well, well, I wish I, you weren't. I was gonna say maybe not yeah. in this context, but right. <laughs> yeah. I I gotta admit I. I hate that I do, but I like our chances with Donaldson. I wish I didn't because I don't oh, want to be let down. <laughs> well, that's but the curse right there. I, I think there's – I think they have as good a chance as anyone. So. He is so signing with the Nationals in about 20 minutes. You think so? Yeah. Nationals well, or Braves will give up and say four years, and he'll immediately is. take it. I mean, it's going to happen now. It's he'll do, just... he'll do four years, four million if he can go back to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that'd, be, that'd be quite the sight. That'd be something. Going uh, back to the 1970s with these kinds of. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if they don't get Donaldson, it'd be really difficult. I'll say this: it'd just be extremely difficult to make this a success. Man, that's that is the optimistic spin on things, but I'll... <laughs> that's what we do here. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's always what we do. We've gone from per- perpetual optimists to just uh, like careful optimism. Uh, it's not going to happen. Not even straight up. It's just like, right. eh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Getting scared when I think it will happen. That's wonderful. Well, that's that's what the people tell me. That's what Minnesota sports does to you. So. Yeah, I've been told by many people to not be happy when I watch sports now. You know, uh, I do have to bring this up because it's relevant. Uh, I have to throw back to the 2015 wildcard game. This is the Vikings I'm talking about. Okay. And uh, if you do remember, that was the Blair Walsh game. So... Mm. Now, the funny thing about that was I was watching that with my dad, and when he missed the field goal, I was, like, shocked. I had, you know, like, hands on my head, like, what? What just happened? My dad was like, yeah, I saw that coming, and then he just moved on with the rest of his day. And it's like, I I never thought I would reach that point, but I'm kind of getting there, which is really a shame. Yep, I have the exact same story. <laughs> the whole commercial break, it was, yeah, this isn't happening. Not going in. Season's over. And I was going, well, no, it's a 22-yard or whatever. 25. They got this. And there it went. They were, none of, no one was surprised except me. It was it was outstanding. <laughs> it's it's poetic. <laughs> it really poetic. is. It, bring, it really brings a tear to my eye for me. Uh, huh. Well, well, uh, well, on an unrelated note, I can't wait to see how the, the Vikings uh, – yep. Okay, against the Saints this upcoming game. I'm assuming the Niners are about to win, or at least on their way to winning. Yeah, I can't wait to post that my uh, 
the Twitter post Monday morning as everyone's depressed about the Vikings. Like, hey, listen to this Twins podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's, well, at least soon we'll hit that awkward, like, month-and-a-half interval after football mm. season before uh, spring training starts where everyone's just kind of like, now what? Right, like, the Timberwolves are awful, and I don't I don't <laughs> guess that no one – the Wild are the Wild. So it's just, like, killing now. I don't that, – that's the worst month-and-a-half. So just go to the Super Bowl, Vikings, and we can call it good. Oh, well, this is the last time a team that didn't get a first-round bye, actually. I think there's only, like, three teams in the Super Bowl era that have been a wildcard team and actually went to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, good luck with that, Vikings. <laughs> no pressure. Well, um, as, well, it, I, I, nope, it's, I got nothing. I'm you just, like, just got to win nope. three road games <laughs> against some of the toughest teams in the NFC. And then you have to win the Super Bowl. No problem. Do you think people were more optimistic about the Twins playoffs against the Yankees or this Vikings playoffs against the Saints? I I want to say the Twins because the Vikings have mm-hmm. kind of just beaten us down to a flip at this point. <laughs> Where it's like, but for the Twins, it was the first time in a while we had that kind of hope. So you're just like, I don't know what this feels like because it's been so long. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I was discussing that earlier. That was my exact thought. Like. <laughs> we all deep down knew it with the Twins. We just hadn't seen it in a while. With the Vikings, yeah. we saw it two years ago, so it's fresh. We know what's going to happen. But yeah. with the Twins, we just had to have our memory refreshed. And now going into next year's playoffs, it'll, we'll, we'll be ready for the result. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll be ready for the 18th time they lose to the <laughs> uh, Can you imagine if they get swept again? Oh, God. <laughs> well, at least I'll be able to legally drink by then, so. <laughs> nice. I got that going for me. Oh, I got a couple years on me still. Well, let's not make people feel old now. <laughs> yeah. We already do that plenty. I'm sure we do. Oh, well. Oh, I know it. bad. Yeah. yeah. Our bad. Sorry for you being old. <laughs> That's not my control. <laughs> yeah, sorry we are not that. Yeah, well, <clears> I, think, oh, uh, I can't clear my throat. I think I got it. All right. Oh, p- please cough into the mic, please. You're welcome. By all means, as we're about to end this. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, it was a good talk. Uh, actually, well, good is relative, isn't it? It was fun talking. How about that? Uh, <laughs> again, this is very much like I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy the topic. Yeah. yeah. This is a lot different than most of ours. We're really structured all the time, but today we just had to let it all out, I think. so. Yeah. It's pretty this good. Is, this is like the, the Pink Floyd of uh, podcast episodes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's nothing you can say to that. I, I just didn't get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was a good talk. Well, uh, hope hope you all enjoyed, and we'll talk again next week. Right. See you then.